Hi, my name is Dave. I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from PTSD, pornography, and using alcohol for comfort. Hey, Regen, great to be with you tonight. Like you tonight, I need Jesus. And I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. I'm glad here we're here together because we can encourage one another as we uh, pursue him together. I had gotten off the bus a few years ago and I was walking to work and I saw a bumper sticker that blew my mind. I looked at it a few times just to make sure I understood what it was saying. And it asked a simple question and here it is. The question was, what if the UFO is the alien? What if... Instead of these ships that fly around and we look for little green men in them, the UFO is actually the alien. And it turned my world inside out and upside down as I thought about something from a different perspective. I have a question for you like that tonight. It's a little bit more grounded in the Bible. And the question is this, what if wisdom is actually a person? What if wisdom isn't just a philosophy of life or principles to live by, but what if Wisdom is a person, and if wisdom is a person, just exactly who is this person? Uh, I want to invite you to join me in Proverbs 8 tonight. If you have a Bible, welcome you to turn there. If you don't, we're going to project the text behind us. If you need a Bible, please come see me or any other region leaders, and we'd love to give you a copy of the Bible. But I want you to listen carefully. I'm going to read quite a bit of text to you tonight. This is from Proverbs 8, beginning in verse 22. Listen to this. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. When there was no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its field or the first of the dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. We're here tonight because we seek wisdom. Many of us are here tonight, if not all of us, because we are struggling, we are suffering because we haven't lived wisely or because others haven't lived wisely and they've, they've injured us. And as we've worked through the Proverbs over the last few weeks, we've defined wisdom this way. Wisdom is simply living God's way in God's world. Four things I want you to see quickly tonight from this long text. The first thing I want you to see is that Wisdom is personified. Wisdom speaks to us tonight from the scripture and uses uh, personal pronouns like I and me, and we see this personification or wisdom portrayed as it's actually a person. Second thing I want you to see is wisdom personified pre-exist. 
Wisdom as a person existed before the world as we know it was created. I want you to see this as well. Wisdom personified pleases or please the Lord. There's this beautiful phrase here that wisdom says the Lord delighted in me and I delighted in him. And the last thing I want you to see is wisdom personified provides life. That last phrase again, so compelling. Forever finds me, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. According to this text, it seems very much so the answer to our question is yes, wisdom is a person. The next question would be then if wisdom is a person, who is that? Now, we probably don't even need to look any further to answer that question. You are in church. This is a Christian church. So you would draw the conclusion that we're talking about Jesus here, aren't we, Dave? And the answer is yes, but let me prove it to you. Look at one other passage with me. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to look at a few verses together. I want you to see the connection here. If wisdom is a person, who is this person? 1 Corinthians 1, verse 20. Where is the one who is wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand a sign and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, here we go, ready for this? Christ, the power of God, and who is he? The wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. I want you to see something that's so important that we understand tonight before we break into our small groups together. I want you to see exactly what this text says. It says it this way, in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. You and I are sinners. And we're doubly sinners. We're sinners by birth. That basically means that when you and I were born into the human race, we inherited the guilt of our common father, Adam. His sin was credited to us. We're sinners by birth, and we're also sinners by choice. If there's anything you do well in this life, you sin well against God. And what this text is teaching us is you and I can't remedy our sin. We can't save ourselves from our sins by being wise. If we pursue wisdom apart from God, if we pursue wisdom and we study and we're educated and we live by a philosophy of life consistently and we, we abide by principles, all we're going to become is wiser sinners. And whether you're a wise sinner tonight or a foolish sinner tonight, all sinners have this in common. We need a savior. And God in his wisdom... And God in his power has made a way for sinners to be reconciled to him through Jesus Christ crucified. God the Son became a man. He lived the only perfect life that's ever been lived. He went to the cross, blameless, perfect, sinless. He died there in your place and in my place, and he victoriously rose from the grave, bodily risen from the dead, reigning at the right hand of the Father, and one day he'll return. And through Jesus, you and I can experience twofold, both the power of God and the wisdom of God through Christ crucified. And the way that you and I can experience God as sinners is through our Savior, Jesus. And Jesus himself is the wisdom of God. Wisdom indeed is a person. His name is Jesus. Jesus is the wisdom of God. I want you to think differently about wisdom. Wisdom is more than a philosophy of life. 
It's about a person who gives life. His name is Jesus. Wisdom is more than principles to live by. Wisdom is a person to live for. His name is Jesus. Wisdom is less informational and more relational than you realize. So the most important question I have for you tonight is, do you know Jesus? If you want to be wise and you want to live God's way in God's world, there's no way around knowing Jesus. As you and I grow to know, love, trust, and obey Jesus, we grow in wisdom. One of the things you're going to learn if you haven't been through all the steps yet, when we get to step 11, we're going to talk about intimacy with God through Jesus. And I want you to grow as people who know and love and trust and obey Jesus. You don't have to wait to step in 11 to get there. If there's a secret sauce to region, it's that day in and day out, we want to encourage you to have a conversation with Jesus. He speaks to us through his word, the Bible, and you and I respond to him in prayer. And we build a relationship like we do with anyone else through conversation. Do you know Jesus tonight? Are you growing to know him? If so, if you're growing in your relationship with him, I can assure you that you're, you're growing in wisdom. As I showed with you earlier, I, uh, I have been uh, diagnosed with PTSD and, I, and I've, I've gone through some steps to, to deal with that. And I was meeting with a counselor and if you've had trauma counseling before, you probably have done EMDR with rapid eye movement. And I was working with my counselor and she was taking me through what's easily the most traumatic experience in my life. My wife, Karen, and I lost our Little boy, four daughters, and we had one son, and he died after two months and four days at Children's Hospital here in Dallas. And we were working through the EMDR of that event, and I was reliving it and seeing it in vivid color. And we got to the end of that, and I began to feel a little bit less traumatized by that experience. And she said to me, because this was 30 years after the fact, she said, Dave, what's beneath this? Like, what's undergirding your, 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 your experience of trauma? And something came to mind very clearly. I said, it was this reality. I said, from that day forward, I've always felt like I'm gonna let everybody I love down. If I couldn't keep my own son alive, how can I ever not just let everyone down, including God? I said, so I've been living with that for 30 years. I've been spending my life trying to prove myself to God and others because I don't wanna let anyone else down again. And then she asked me the most important question she could ask me. It's the question I wanna ask you tonight and whatever you're going through, she said, Where's Jesus in all of this? What would he say? What would he think? What would he say to you? And, and I thought as best, best that I could, informed by the Bible, what would Jesus say? She said, would Jesus think you're going to let people down? And I said, oh yeah, he knows I let people down all the time. She asked me, well, does Jesus think that you're going to let God down? I said, yes, Jesus knows I've let him down. I've let the Father down. I've let the Spirit down many times. And then she said, what would he say about this? And I thought, and I thought according to texts like this in the Bible, and I said to her, he would tell me that God accepts me not based on what I do for him, but based on the fact of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. She said, that's right. That's the wisdom of God. The power of God, and we need power. We're already admitting by being here, we can't fix ourselves we can't make ourselves any better. We need the power of God and we need the wisdom of God because we can't figure things out 
and we don't have the power to change. Jesus Christ crucified is both the wisdom of God and power of God. God has made a way for us in Jesus. My question for you tonight is, do you know Jesus? Let me ask a favor of you, and I'm going to ask someone else to come up and speak to us in just a minute. I want to encourage you, wherever you're at in region, would you? Would you dedicate, maybe not the best or the most time of your day, but the best time of your day, would you give 15 to 30 minutes a day by just opening up your Bible and we've given you all that you need to do that, the Regen curriculum, would you open up your Bible every day and ask Jesus to speak to you and then you would just respond to him and the things that come to mind, we call that prayer, and see if, see if he isn't who he says he is. See if he isn't able through the power of God and the wisdom of God to begin the process of transforming you and from someone who's broken and struggling and suffering into someone who thinks, feels, speaks, and acts like Jesus.